the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Then there can be teenagers who keep breaking their parents' hearts. That's a very difficult thing, and sometimes even beyond teenage years. And a mother can begin to resent her child to the point where instead of expressing love and and gentleness, she's mean. She's hard-hearted. She says things to her child that she would never say to anybody else. And then add to it a lack of sleep and the stress of life. And you got a real situation where you understand why Paul would say, Mothers, love your children. Love your children. So Paul says that women are to come alongside, older women are to come alongside of these young mothers and help them to express love for their children. How? Raising children is the most important job in the world. It's far more important than being the president. It's also one of the most difficult. In fact, it may also be more difficult than the presidency. You put in long hours, invest staggering sums of money, tears, and time, And then sometimes it seems that your children are doing everything in their power to convince you to throw them out and change the door locks. I know some people who are blessed with wonderfully compliant and loving children. But I know many more who honestly don't know what to do about their children, especially those with teens. Today on Verse by Verse, we will consider some biblical truths that will help you young moms, and dads too for that matter, to show love to their children in ways that will help their children to be more lovable. Hello, this is Peter Silseth. I'd like to welcome you to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been serving for more than 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve is a Jewish Christian who accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior during his college years. He has contributed to several magazines and written two books, one of which is entitled Expository Preaching and Teaching. In preaching, there is the temptation to focus on favorite passages. Expository, or verse-by-verse teaching, keeps us from getting trapped in our favorite passages and ensures that the whole Word of God is taught. At the moment, we are moving verse-by-verse through the second chapter of Titus. Before we consider the topic of moms and kids, let's review just a bit of yesterday's class. It was so important that I think it bears repeating. The Apostle Paul said in verse 4 that older women are to admonish the younger ones to love their husbands. Now, here is Pastor Steve with some great advice to help us apply this verse. How can you apply, and this is what I'm concerned about, that, you know, not only that we understand this truth, but ladies, how do you apply this to your life? What specifically can you do to cultivate a fondness and an affection for your husband? Well, I'm going to give you some thoughts here. Uh, these are some tangible suggestions from a book that I have by um, uh, a biblical um, counselor named Wayne Mack from the Master's College. And he has, I think it's about 90 suggestions. If you want more, let me know, and I will uh, make a copy for you. But this is how you can, ladies, let your husbands know that you love them. 
And remember, express love and your feelings will follow. Don't wait till you feel loving or you'll be waiting a long time. In fact, it probably will never come. Do what's right. Number one, let me give you, and you can write this down because you're not, believe me, you're not going to remember this. Uh, write some of these things down, and these are some ways that uh, you can let your husband know that he's special to you. Number one, you can greet him at the door when he comes home with a smile, a hug, a kiss, and a saying like this, am I glad to see you? I've missed you all day. I've missed you today. Now, don't say that if it's not true. You know, hopefully that's going to be true. Another suggestion, I'm just going to go through this. There, there are some, these are practical things because we don't want to just give a, a vague thing, love your husband. What does that mean? What do you do with that? I want to give you some suggestions. Another suggestion is be willing to talk to him about his concerns without belittling him for having those concerns. Support him and cooperate with him enthusiastically and positively when he has made a decision. Express your love in words and notes. Every husband uh, appreciates that. That's one tangible way of letting him know that, that you care. Let him know how much you appreciate him and what you appreciate about him. Do this often and for things that are sometimes taken for granted. Pretend that you're trying to convince him that you think he's great and very important to you. See, we often, let me stop here. We often get on the husbands in Ephesians 5 about love your wives as Christ loved the church. Rarely do we have to tell the wives to love their husbands, but we're in this. And so, ladies, you're getting it now. The men have gotten this before. Some more, some more suggestions. Ask for his advice and frequently follow it. Ask him for his advice. I like this. Buy gifts for him. That's good. It's good. I like Wayne Mack. He put that in there. Buy gifts. Um, how about this? Watch a sports event with him and try to manifest a genuine interest. Underline that word genuine. That would express that uh, just as you would like him to go into a dress shop with you, this would be important to him. You see, what you're communicating is that you matter to me. I love you. I care about you. We're not just married together. We don't just have sexual relations together. There's a fondness that I have for you, and I'm cultivating that, and you're special to me. Let me give you some more. Keep the house neat and clean. Every husband appreciates that. Cook uh, creatively and faithfully. Run errands gladly. Underline the word gladly. Be lovingly honest with him. No withholding of truth that will hinder your relationship or future trust and closeness. Speak the truth in love. Join him in a team ministry at the church. That'd be a wonderful thing to do. Join him in a team ministry. Be satisfied with your present standard of living or furniture or equipment when he can provide no more. Be satisfied with that. That, that absolutely destroys a husband when a wife is not satisfied. Take care of his clothes so that he's always well-dressed. And, uh, and finally, tell him before he asks you that you think he's done a good job. If he has done a good job, don't tell him if he hasn't, but if he has done a good job, and don't be afraid of repeating yourself and commending him for what he is or does. Now, if you'd like, as I said before, this is about, I think that I gave you 16 suggestions, but uh, there's about 90-something that I have. Uh, we don't have the time to go through all that. And I just pulled a few that I thought would be pertinent, but you can, if you're interested, um, let me know about that, and I'll, I'll get some copies for you. 
But ladies, these are some of the ways that, that you can show your husband that you love him, whether, as I said before, whether you feel like it or not. Because love is sacrificial giving. Love is sacrificial giving of yourself, even if you are not appreciated. And listen to this. Even if you are not loved, even if you are not appreciated, even if you are not given this kind of attention in return. Love is never dependent on the other person doing what they're supposed to do. Love is you doing and making decisions on what you're supposed to do. And here's a key truth, and I said this before. When you sacrifice and give of yourself for your husband, you will find yourself loving him. You will find yourself loving him because feelings follow genuine love. But too often a wife doesn't do this because she doesn't feel these things. When you practice genuine self-giving love, you will love him and the feelings will follow. So the first characteristic of a young woman, a godly young woman, is that she loves her husband. Now, ladies, you have to put this into practice. You have to put this into practice. That's your assignment this week. Second characteristic of a godly young woman is that she loves her children. Verse 4 goes on to say that young women not only love their husbands, but to love their children. Literally, in the Greek, it's children lovers, which kind of emphasizes as children lovers. Now, once again, Paul's referring to the same, the same uh, Greek construction here, tender affection and fondness. And you may think, if you thought before it was a little strange, he said, love your husbands, you may think it's even stranger now that he says, love your children. Because you would, you, you might think, isn't it unnatural for a mother to not love her, her child? So why does Paul have anything to say about, uh, about loving your children? Don't all mothers love their children? Listen, children can really get on a mother's nerves. There's, there's often a love-hate relationship. I mean, let's be honest about this. I heard Joe Stoll say one time, President Moody said, we're all one step away from uh, abusing our children. I think that's true. If you don't think that's true, you don't understand uh, human depravity and your sinfulness. One step away. Children can really get on a mother's nerves, especially a mother, because she spends the most time with them. And there is that love-hate relationship. And sometimes children can be very, very frustrating. I mean, they're wonderful, but they can also be frustrating. They can be disobedient, and that's really difficult. They can be um, very demanding, sometimes unreasonable in their demands. They can make unwise decisions that you look at them and you say, what are you thinking with? What's up there? That type of thing. That's not natural to just love your children with fond affection. Sometimes you really have a hard time. Then there can be teenagers who keep breaking their parents' hearts. That's a very difficult thing, and sometimes even beyond teenage years. And a mother can begin to resent her child to the point where instead of expressing love and, and gentleness, she's mean. She's hard-hearted. She says things to her child that she would never say to anybody else. And then add to it a lack of sleep and the stress of life. And you got a real situation where you understand why Paul would say, mothers, love your children. Love your children. So Paul says that women are to come alongside, older women are to come alongside of these young mothers and help them to express love for their children. How? What does that mean? Once again, we don't want to give a a vague thing, just love your children, because then you'll say, oh, isn't that nice? I'll love my child until you go home and they disobey you. So let me give you some suggestions. Once again, practical suggestions. You may run out of space on on this uh, on your notes, but I'm going to give you some practical suggestions about how you can uh, express love to to your children. Number one, the most loving thing, the most loving thing, moms, you can do is to lead your children to Christ. 
know how to lead them to Christ, know how to explain the gospel so that it's clear, so that it's accurate, so that it's understandable by your child. In connection with this, if your husband, and this is to help them to grow and to help them to understand the word, if your husband won't take the lead in family praying and you want to have family devotions and you feel like they're not really getting things, then then uh, then you do it. You do it. If he won't do it, then you do it. That's a loving thing to do for your children. In fact, we read in the Bible about Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.15, Timothy was in a home where dad was, uh, was, was not a believer and mom was a believer, so dad wasn't going to help anyway. But Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.15, from a child you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. How did Timothy know the sacred writings? He had a father who was a pagan because he had a mother who, uh, who taught him. He had a mother who taught him and a grandmother who taught him as well. So the the most loving thing you can do is know how to explain the gospel to that child, and then you have family devotions, and you have prayers. And I know it may be frustrating waiting for a husband to take the lead in this, but, uh, but you do it. If he won't do it, then you do it. You know, it's really kind of sad that of kids who were led to the Lord by a parent, most of them seem to have been taught by their mothers. It's the dad's responsibility, but too many dads abdicate their role as the spiritual leaders in their homes. But either way, the mother also needs to be a spiritual teacher for the kids. Let's just take a moment to introduce ourselves to those who have just tuned in. You are listening to Verse by Verse. Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff is leading us in a series of studies from Titus chapter 2. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, since 1981. In previous lessons, we have considered the godly characteristics of older men and older women. Now it's time to see what Paul had to say about the younger ladies. Getting family devotions started is hard to do. The devil won't want you to succeed, so he will generate all sorts of distractions and excuses. Be determined and ask the Lord to help you break down those hindrances. Pastor Steve's next component of loving your children may be even more challenging, but it's just as important. Here he is now with his second practical suggestion to help moms express love toward their children. Number two, discipline them in order to correct them. The most loving thing you can do, and certainly one of the most loving things you can do, is discipline them to correct them. Now, someone might say, and, and I've heard this, but I love my child too much to discipline them, too much to spank them. Really? The Bible would question your love for your child if you don't spank them. In fact, in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 13, the writer tells us, verse 24, about spanking a child in love. He said this, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. It's not that you're out of control. It's that you discipline him with the thought of correcting him. If you love this child, you don't want cute little Johnny who does little things of disobedience to grow up to be big bad John who nobody wants to be around. Because mom and dad didn't spank him. You want to discipline that child because you care about their behavior. You love them. Is that a hard thing to do? Sure. I remember thinking when, when our children were young and had to be spanked, I was not going to say this hurts me more than it hurts you. 
You know why? That wasn't true. It's going to hurt them a lot more than it hurts me. It's a pain in a different sense, but uh, no, I knew they were getting hurt a lot more than I was uh, getting hurt. I wasn't going to give them that line. But why do you spank and why do you discipline? Because you care about a child's behavior, because you love them. You love them to the point that you're not going to let them get away with things because you are there not to punish them so much as to correct them so that they change their behavior. They also know that there's a consequence for sin. So that's very important. Then, uh, another way you can show love for them, this is very, very important, is have time for them. Listen to them. Listen to them when they're talking to you. Don't be distracted about other things. Listen to them and take an interest in their interests. Not just in your interest. What are they interested in? Let them tell you about school. Let them tell you about things that they're involved in. And, and don't be so quick to interrupt and put your thoughts and do a little preaching to them. Let them talk about these things. Also, I would say, speak kind words to them. Well, that's important. Speak kind and encouraging words to your children. Ephesians chapter 4 is so, is so important. You know, sometimes parents will say things to their children that they would never say to anybody else. Never say to anybody else. Because they feel they can get away with it. They would never speak like that to their boss. They would never speak like that to an authority. They would never speak like that to, uh, let's say, a, a leader in the church. But they would speak to their children a certain way. Well, that's wrong. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear. Hey, that applies to children as well. Mothers with children speak kind words. And older women can come alongside of you and hold you accountable so that on a regular basis, that older woman is saying, now, how did you do in the way you spoke to your children this week? Were you gentle? Were you kind? Even on a few hours of sleep? How how were you? And uh, and an older woman can help you because um, not only accountability, but where do uh, where do, do unwholesome words come from? They come from an unwholesome mind. And that's why the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so an older woman can help you to think on the things that are true and good and so forth like that. Because those words didn't just pop out there. They were, they were there in your heart, and that's where they came from. Another way you can um, express love to a child is learn to do those things for your child that are in their best interests. Those things that are not just convenient for you, but in their best interest, and not just what they want. It's very easy for a child to just kind of wear you down. You're tired. They're making demands. You got so many things. Yeah, just go ahead and do this. And right. And it's very easy, I might add, to say no to a child about everything. That's just kind of convenient. No, 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 no. But I want you to look at Philippians chapter one, a very important passage of scripture, Philippians chapter one, which will guide you in the love for not only your child, but in love in general. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Now, Paul was writing to a very loving church. They loved him. They tracked him down. He was in prison when he wrote this, and they found out where he was, and he had a very special love relationship with the Philippians. And notice what he says. This is not just for mothers. This is just for everyone, but we're applying it to mothers. In verse 9, he says, and this is how I pray for you. This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Paul said, I know that you love because all believers love, but I'm praying for you that your love would increase. Your love would increase. Now, why does he say with all knowledge and discernment? Because the only way to know that your love is true love is if it's based on the knowledge of the word of God. 
Otherwise, you might do something you think is nice, but it's not, it's not biblical. For example, like let's say uh, not spanking a child because you think, oh, that, that would be a hard thing to do. Well, that's not love. If you knew the Bible, you would know that it's loving to spank a child. So, so the Bible has to uh, guide you in this, and discernment just means the application of biblical truth. So your love has to be guided by the knowledge of God's word and the application of it. Otherwise, as I said, what you think is love may not be love. The Bible will guide you in, in this. Now notice verse 10. Here's the reason you want love to abound and be guided by the word. So that, notice verse 10, so that you may approve the things that are excellent. What does he mean by this? Love will guide you in making excellent choices and decisions with your children, choices that are in their best interest. If you are filled with love and the word is guiding you with wisdom on on loving things, when your child is faced with a choice to make and they ask you your advice, you're going to help them make excellent decisions, decisions based on what's in their best interests. Because that's what love does. Now, how do you know if, if it's the right choice? We're all faced with choices. Uh, young people are at the crossroads, many of them at the crossroads of life. And uh, how do you guide them in making the right choices? By love. By love. Because love says, I do what's best for the other person. So uh, the best thing you can do is, is learn to do those things for your children that are in their best interest by having your love abound so that you give them advice that is in their best interests. So what have we said? A godly young woman, number one, loves her husband. Number two, she loves her children. Number three, the third characteristic of a godly young woman is this. Verse five says, uh, we go back to Titus two, to be sensible. Young women are to be sensible. What does that mean? The word translated sensible means to be sound-minded. It means to be self-controlled, to have your mind under control so that you think rationally, sanely. You approach things with reasonable judgments. That's very important. In other words, you, to, it means to use your head to have common sense, to think through an issue with wisdom and common sense. Young women are to think clearly about things and to have common sense and good judgment. Now, what are some areas, and let's apply this again. What are some areas that uh, that this can be put into action? Remember, the context is in the home. He's talking about using your head, ladies, in the context of the home and older women to help you. Let me give you some once again. This is kind of just practical stuff for us. Number one, use your head to make a financial budget and stay within that budget. I thought I'd hear moans. I thought I'd get moans from this. Be self-controlled with credit cards. There I get to. I thought I heard a man on on that one. In other words, don't buy things that you cannot afford. That's using your head. That's using your head. And and there's biblical um, wisdom in this. Indeed there is. It would be great to be able to just continue on here. But there isn't time to develop this aspect of the godly young woman. So we will hear some of that biblical wisdom when we come back for the next verse by verse. It was great to have you in class with us today. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is leading us in a whole series of lessons from chapter 2 of the book of Titus. For more than 26 years, Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Now his teaching ministry has expanded through the work of Verse by Verse Ministries to this wonderful radio station. We are a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of listeners like you who are first faithful to their own church. 
If these classes are a blessing to you, I am sure the manager of this station would be delighted to hear about it. Today's class was the middle part of a three-part message. To hear the entire message at one time, you can order a CD or cassette by calling us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again is 727-441-1714. This class can be heard on the Internet, and so can many of our previous classes. Our website is versebyverseradio.org. The audio files are available for download, or you can listen online. That's versebyverseradio.org. There is an old saying that is not very nice. It says, beauty is skin deep, but ugly goes all the way to the bone. Well, I suppose it's meant to refer to physical appearance, and if so, it's a terrible thing to say. But it could be understood in another way. Physical beauty is only on the surface. Someone can be gorgeous on the outside, but horrible on the inside. On the other hand, if the beauty goes all the way to the bone, so to speak, that's a special wife. In our next verse-by-verse, Pastor Steve will shed some light on our passage in Titus by showing us a chapter from the Old Testament that puts a lump in my throat every time I read it. Why? Because it paints a wonderfully accurate picture of my wife. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.